Hello. Oh, hey, Britt. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Patrick, comrade? <laughs> I am doing fantastic. Really? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. I don't know if you, uh, I guess our listeners just enjoyed your new intro there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, or they maybe they didn't enjoy it at all. Maybe they prefer the old intro. Hmm. In which case, go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. I made a song, okay? You, you did make a song. It's very I, nice. Thank you. I really just stole five songs and put them together. Yeah. Made yeah, made one song. You gonna make it available for download? No, no, no. <laughs> no you'll have to listen to the, the podcast in order to listen to that song. Sorry. That's Suckers. Not, yeah, yeah. You got you got fucked. You done got fucked. You got fucked, sucked, and rung around. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> run around, run around, run, run around. Yeah, they rang you out like an old gym towel, baby. <laughs> Get down for it. Get down for the sickness. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. Ooh. Ah, Hey, you know, we got a we got a Patreon. Do we have a Patreon? We do have a Patreon. It's a pretty good Patreon, I'd say. Would you say? Yeah, I think so. I think all the people on the Patreon are really cool. I love them. Yeah, they're they're really lovely people. Um it, it where's our Patreon at, buddy? On dumb idiot BS. Oh, wow, you were great at this. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash dumb idiot BS. Yeah, so for as little as two dollars a month, uh, you can go on there, and um, one of the one of the big rewards we have is you can vote on what we watch every week for our episodes. Oh hell's yeah! And uh, this episode today, which if you maybe read the title or something, you might know is first episode of Twin Peaks. Say what? Northwest Passage. Um. Yeah. Or better known as the pilot. The pilot episode. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, you can uh, you can go and vote on that. You can get all of our episodes the minute they come out. You can get other shows that I produce. Um you can I don't know, you can you can, there's a, there's a lot of stuff on there. Um, yeah, you can do lots of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh for uh for five dollars a month, we say thank you to people just like Dylan Lance, Jordan Hale, David Craving Sites, D. Gursky, Jormore. Tim Wilkinson, Sam Mayo, Kyle Simmons, PJ Hale, Shane Sawyer, Gillian McCrary, SFC Punk, Roberto Molina, Seven of Nine, James Hartman, Anna Conklin, Iggy, Abigail Simpson, James Hartman, John Simcox, Shane Williams, Roberto Yolito, Electric Baphomet, Jonah Hearn, and Nick Savard. Uh, all of those people are very wonderful and lovely, and we thank them for our support. Yeah, we all we love you so much. Indeed. Thank you for listening to us every day. Every single day of your lives. Every if you don't, we, we don't thank you. Yes. You have our, our grace and our tolerance, mm-hmm. but we don't love you. <laughs> You're like a foster child to us. Though, honestly, though, if you listen to every single episode and can prove that through an online test, uh-huh. some, some, there might be untold fortunes for you unlocked. Yeah, it's called a STD test. <laughs> uh, Star Trek D test. Star Trek dick test. We gotta see your dick. 
You have, you have to show it to us. Yeah, show us your dick <laughs> and tell us you know about Star Trek and we'll believe you. And then we'll believe you and those are the rewards that are uh, waiting you f- to, for you if you listen to every single episode. Yeah, that's the only reward. Which I, there has to be like, what, 300 episodes? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How many episodes do you think we have? 350. I think this will be the 181st episode. Or wow, like that. that's a lot of episodes. 183rd, maybe. We didn't even do things thing special for the 100th episode, did we? No, nothing. No. I, I don't. I don't think we. I haven't realized when the 100th episode was. No, probably not. Because we've done like split episodes and stuff too. Yeah, you know, like true. episodes that were like you know, some episodes are like five hours long, <laughs> and so we split split them into two episodes. But some oh, episodes yeah. are five hours long, and we just kept it five hours long. Five hours long. And so, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of hard to say, like, how many episodes we really do have because, like, then we have episodes that are just kind of not throwaway episodes, but, you know, more of our our uh, exploration into other things, not Star Trek. That's and true. so do we like what do we consider a real episode? Mm. All told, you know, we've released one hundred and eighty ish 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 things for your separate li- for your separate things pleasure. to listen to. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like, you know, and a lot of the old episodes, too, are just like two episodes, like a new episode of Star Trek and an old episode that we review all together. And so we could probably separate those two into two podcasts like we do now. Mm-hmm. But so it's it's hard to say. We've We've reviewed so far probably, I don't know, 200-ish, like, different pieces of media. Wow. Yeah. I mean, by we, I mean me and you and then me and Spencer before you were here. Mm-hmm. And then me and you and Spencer for a little while and we all did it together. Yes. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, I love uh, that. Yeah, me too. So, uh, also for $10 a month on our Patreon, you get access to... The Media Dungeon. Which is, uh, you know, my private Plex Media server. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a thing like Netflix or Hulu or whatever, but it's all run from my computer and server here at home and uh what do we got now shut up shut up um (laughs) shut up you shut your stupid face i've got seventeen thousand films now seventeen thousand seventeen thousand films so really what you're saying is if someone were to subscribe to the patreon Mm -hmm. not only would they have a hundred and eighty something episodes to listen to yeah which include, you know, Patreon exclusive episodes mm-hmm. and ad free all the way back, and ad free all the way back. Mm-hmm. But also, also, your media dungeon, mm-hmm. which has seventeen thousand films. You just said, yeah, that's incredible. Mm-hmm. And also, that's a deal of a lifetime. Also, almost eleven 1, hundred TV shows. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which I have been watching a lot. Yeah, yeah. What have you been watching on there this week? Uh, I watched. I fit, did watch all of Silo. What do you think of Silo? It was pretty good. I don't know. Mm. Like, there's a lot of mystery involved there. Like, I feel, yeah. like, um, um, it it kind of reminded me of if uh, Lost took place in a Fallout vault. You're not wrong. You're <laughs> not wrong. It's yeah. it's a little less. Um, I don't know, a little less ensemble cast based like Lost. Yeah, yeah like, that's true. It, it, it really does focus mostly on like two or three characters. Yeah, I do love Rebecca Ferguson. She, she was really good. I thought she, Common was really good too. Common's really good, yeah. I really like Common's performance mm-hmm. in there. And the original Sheriff was really fucking good original too. Sher- I was kind of, I'm, I, 
Like, I don't know if uh, I don't want to spoil anything. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't spoil anything. Don't, don't, uh, don't, 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 don't spoil it for the people. Just, uh, yeah. Like, uh, yeah. so yeah, you, you thought it was pretty good. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. I, I'd give it like a seven to eight, maybe, if I'm feeling real nice about yeah. it. Yeah. It's an inter- it's yeah. a, it's an interesting concept. Like, yeah. you know, just like there is a lot for, a lot of where to go because, like, these people in the way they ended it i thought was pretty interesting yes yes it leads it opens it up to all sorts of different possibilities right because it's like the premise is like there's this vault that mm-hmm. i think only has like a hundred like ten thousand people ten thousand people and they they only have like a hundred and forty years of actual history to that they know of because mm-hmm, right. everything before that was lost so they have yeah like, and they blame it on like a faction group mm-hmm. the loss of knowledge but it's really obviously just like suppressed by their system mm-hmm. so they so they really have like no knowledge of anything that happened before their vault they yeah. got into the vault so they don't know anything about what the outside is like. Mm-hmm. Or a lot like they find remnants from the past, and they don't know what things like a um, Pez dispenser is, yeah. or like a video camera. They have no idea right. what that is. It's like completely like it's like it's like a technology from aliens or something to mm-hmm. them because they have no idea how it works. And right. so it's interesting to watch it from that perspective of like yeah, people kind of rediscovering the past, and yeah, and it opens up opens up a lot of possibilities it, for what next season. If you lived in the vault and you found a pest dispenser what would you do with it I, don't, I probably think it was sort of like like almost like a like something like a worship tool or something like a I worship tool yeah or something like, like the a like wand a, or something yeah like a wand because it would it this looks it like extends a kind it's, of it's an extending stick out. with like yeah. with like a um with a um um, what do you call them? Like a graven image mm-hmm. of, of something on the top that could be a god of something of the past, you know? Right, right. So it's like, oh, you know what? This could be like the old god. Yeah, or this is the old, <laughs> the old mayor of the. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, but yeah, because yeah, we would think it's a mayor because it'd be like Mayor McCheese. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be like, oh, this is the old Mayor McCheese of the dome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. kind of reminds me almost of like you know, and like um. Uh, you know, Severance, which is another Apple show or, sure. where like the people, you know, they didn't have any memory. So like anything that like they came across that guy's book and they thought it was like profound mm-hmm. to them, right. but it was actually like a really shitty book. Mm-hmm. But yeah, to people with no, no previous knowledge of history or other media or anything else, it was like the sacred tome to them right, that right. inspired them. So it's kind of like, you kind of look like how, how stuff like that can inspire people or spark their imagination because we kind of do that almost with like you know ancient egyptian type stuff you know Mm -hmm. when we find things like we're just like we we uh extrapolate information based on the surroundings and kind of guess at what it was you Mm -hmm. know it's like but we're not 100 percent sure yeah so that's it's fun yeah 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 uh you you watch something else as well Yes, we watched. No, you watched Foundation. As oh, I well. watched Foundation. Yeah, 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 thought, yeah, the first season. Yeah, yeah, Foundation series. I highly recommend. I like. I love the Foundation book series. That was really good. Mm-hmm. And I do like what they did a lot with this. Like they did. Like I like how they gender swapped a lot of the characters because the original found, the Foundation book series mm-hmm. uh, doesn't have a lot of uh, a lot of women in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it was fun to get a fresh perspective on that sort of thing. Like in, in other characters' roles or greatly expanded which is fun mm-hmm. and they did a lot of interesting things with like uh like the emperor cleon i think i talked about that in another mm-hmm. one like 
they made him a clone emperor right i thought was really cool yeah you you watch a lot of media when you can't masturbate (laughs) i do i do (laughs) yeah like i noticed like this week like your usage of my server i mean you to be fair you've been using it a lot more lately and you usually Mm -hmm. watch you know like six to eight hours a week of stuff that besides what we watch yeah yeah. but you watch like a full day worth of content at least that's because i was laying on that couch and i Uh could not do anything yeah yeah i feel that i just i just laid on the couch and i finished up foundation and then I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to watch Silo now. Why not? <laughs> Why the fuck not? And I mm-hmm. watched all of Silo. Mm-hmm. And I think that I did that in an entire, I did uh, finish Silo in a single day. Mm-hmm. Which is 10 hours worth of TV. Jesus Christ. Yeah, so, yeah it was 10 episodes an hour each. So. Nice. Does the server work pretty good the whole time? Huh? Did the server work pretty good the whole time? Yeah, uh, it worked on my TV really well. It hasn't been working on my laptop that well. Huh, interesting. That's why, like, uh... It doesn't work so well on computers point-to-point unless, like, you have the computer with the media on it. Mm, it, yeah. it works a lot better on, like, newer TVs and stuff because... It used to work really good on my laptop, but mm-hmm. now it's been kind of spotty. Oh, where, yeah. Um, but... Yeah, I got... Yeah, you got that, uh, that, the fucking, uh... The, the bonsai buddy fucking <laughs> worm with a gorilla and shit. The gorilla? Uh, do you not remember Bonsai Buddy? He was a, it was like a, a, a virus that got on oh. your computer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he got it from like porn sites and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah when I just, that gave up, I just kind of watched. I, I think I also started watching on other on the other platform. I also started watching the Invincible series that's on Prime. Oh yeah, like that's that's I, I like that. Like I kind of read the Invincible book. Chromic book for like chromic book chromic book yeah that sounds but bad. like i was kind of like um but i i do like the adaption of it of uh of the comic book series i think that's really good nice yeah that's going on right now it's very bloody very gory yeah wait is the second season happening or yeah second oh, okay. season started yeah okay, it's only yeah. two episodes I, so far i've got the first season on my server oh hells yeah yeah so um, i might check that out you should yeah mm-hmm. put the second season on there too i'll be watching that motherfucking shit yeah cool uh yeah uh what else we got on our oh yeah if you uh, are interested in still getting soy trek merchandise from the old times yes i still have the means to make like a lot of pretty much all the stuff and uh so if you're interested in that go ahead and sign up on our patreon for the merch tier for just 20 bucks a month i will send you a new package of merch every single month also i ma- i just worked up i'll uh, send it to you uh-huh a mock-up of what we can of uh special bumper stickers we can make okay like the keep honking i'm listening to start soy trek the first amab spermless soy star trek <laughs> podcast cool. <laughs> I, could, cool I could i could send that into uh to sticker mule yeah cool <laughs> we, can, we can hand them to some of our listeners who <laughs> who um who uh join the merch series and that merch tier still going? yeah 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 so we can we can uh so if join the merch tier Get one of them little stickers if you want. Bumper yeah. stickers if you want. Oh yeah, baby. Hell yeah. So uh, that's patreon.com slash dumb idiot BS for all those things and more and more. And, and more, more and, and more, more and more. We're living on the edge of tomorrow. Today, 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 today. <laughs> so uh, so uh, so baby doll. Yes. How you doing, baby doll? I'm doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, baby doll. <laughs> <laughs> baby doll. <laughs> baby doll. Um, so what we get into this week? What 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 nitty gritty did we get into? Oh, we got into Twin Peaks. We did. This one was voted on by the patrons. 
Uh, they wanted us to watch the first episode of Twin Peaks. Yes. The pilot, otherwise known as Northwest Passage. Which is very interesting because I don't think it has any sort of tenuous relationship to Star Trek. Mm, <laughs> you, you, you don't? I'm not sure. You don't think it has any relationship to Star Trek? I think there's a lot of things in here really that are star trek tangential or related there's a i mean at least like three or four actors in the pilot that have been in star trek yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and also and then like uh the um bobby's dad right mm-hmm. was playing the same character he was playing in stargate uh sg1 oh nice, nice yeah. <laughs> so uh the pilot otherwise known as northwest passage is the first episode of the first season the pilot episode of Twin Peaks, mm-hmm. written by David Lynch and Mark Frost, who uh, also produced the series together, uh, like co-showrunners for the most part. Uh, this one is directed by David Lynch. Hells yeah. It's got music by Angelo Badalamenti. Angelo Badalamenti. And uh, his soundtrack is just phenomenal. He's only got like eight songs on here that are used interchangeably, but they're Mm -hmm. all perfect, and they set the entire tone for the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like uh, one thing, like uh, in Baltimore, Baltimore has a Twin Peaks little tiny fest, Mm -hmm. and um, they there's a band that plays. They do like Twin Peaks related um, burlesque, and they have oh that's fun. They have like an entire table full of just like donuts stacked on top of each other and coffee. Oh, nice! And um, at least they did. I mean, when I lived there, I'm it's I've been uh, I've been out here for like eleven years now. So who knows if they're still doing Dale, it? Dale Cooper Fuck Machine. Dale Cooper. <laughs> that's not the name of the band. That plays. No, no, no. Did they have a Dale Cooper Fuck Machine? <laughs> no, they did not have a Dale Cooper Boo, Fuck Machine. That's not a real convention, brother. <laughs> but they do have a band that's playing all the An- Angelo Battlemente movies. Oh, that's awesome! Uh, songs and. Um, yeah. And I think that'd they be also, an easy gig. You only have to learn like eight songs. Yeah, boom, boom. Yeah, boom. especially on bass. <laughs> Damn, dude, you got nothing to do. Just gotta sit there. I think that's why they also play some like uh, some of the Toto's music from like Dune and stuff too. So no, that's it's, fine. It's kind of like a all around almost David just David Lynchian David Lynchian type festival. So yeah. so yeah, it, but they also have like they had like merch and stuff there. I, I liked going to that when I lived in Baltimore. So. Yeah, that sounds pretty fun. Yeah, it was great. Dave, David Lynch isn't from Baltimore, is he? No, no. Oh. no. Where but, is he from? It seems like he'd be from New Jersey or Georgia or something. Yeah, probably. Yeah, who knows where the hell fuck he's from. But no, it's just like, he's from beyond. You know, he's from beyond understanding. It's just, you know, Twin Peaks is a kitschy thing and Baltimore loves kitsch. So. That's true. That's <laughs> so true. So like, uh, yeah, they just have like, yeah, do a Twin Peaks thing. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so the original air date of this episode is April 8th, 1990, which is my second birthday. Oh, really? Really. You have two birthdays. I only have two birthdays. Yes. <laughs> we all have two birthdays. We all turn two years oh, old. Oh, I thought you were saying you have two birthdays a year. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's, it's my second birthday is and I turned two years old oh, I, on April I, I, I totally, I totally didn't mean <laughs> You didn't. Mi- you misread that one big time. I misread that. <laughs> it went right over my head. <laughs> I thought you were saying, oh, it's my second birthday. And I just thought, wait. Yeah, I got a, I got an April birthday and I got a <laughs> September birthday. You know, we all have two. When's my Catholic birthday? I'm 70 
years old. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's a leap year thing. You wouldn't understand it. Yeah. I do have a friend that was born on a leap year, and he's just like, it's my 11th birthday. <laughs> and he's like 44. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so let's jump right in, all right? So we open on the opening theme and images of a lumber factory in nature uh, filmed in North Bend, Washington. Mm. Uh, which is around ostensibly where the series takes place. It never yeah. says specifically where like Twin Peaks is, but it's like a rural-ish uh, town on a river somewhere in Washington. Yeah, and and we we literally live like what like thirty minutes from <laughs> North from, Bend. I think we probably both. Or uh, it's like a um, Snoqualmie. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, where like uh, you, you can visit the Double R Diner and right, like right. and. Um, uh, the Great Northern, mm-hmm. what's or that's in the thing. Yeah, you can yeah. go. You can visit that. I've gone up there a lot. Like, um, yeah, Double R Diner wouldn't recommend. It's fine. Me. It's yeah. It's you. You can get Twin Peaks merch there, mm-hmm. and they'll be like, "You want some?" You know, they'll be like, "Yeah, you want and some cherry pie?" I think it says on there, it's like instead of coffee, they have a damn good cup of coffee. Yeah, and it's not that good. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> no, it's not very good coffee. I think one time, the first time I went there, mm-hmm. like, I think it's uh, the first time I went there is like I'd been ve- vegan for a couple of years, so there was literally nothing on the menu I could eat. Oh, yeah, probably. And so I got yeah. some of the worst french fries I've ever had in my life. <laughs> yeah. And a mid cup of coffee. Cool. And, uh, but you can get like a Twin Peaks mug mm-hmm. there and other shit so that's yeah. that's fun you get to sit where the or your character sat stuff mm-hmm. like that so that's always real that's always really fun let you like um i know they don't let you do this at the mma club but they let you like jerk off in front of everybody yeah <laughs> that's pretty cool though, man. that's pretty cool that's pretty cool every time i've gone in there it's always been very empty mm-hmm. like i'm always just like i first time i went in there like oh, i was gonna be your weight mm-hmm. like i was just like I was probably like the only like the only other guy sitting in that entire diner. It was, was it all other women? No, it just, it just was like one other guy just sitting in the corner being weird. Mm-hmm. And like the staff was very friendly. They're just like, I think at the I think they were also like filming the third season around that time. Oh, and they're right. like, "Are you excited for the third season?" I'm like, "Yeah, I guess." Yeah, the third season was awesome. I didn't finish it actually. You dumb dickhead! I, I realized like I probably needed because like last time I watched, I did a I watched like season one and two of Twin Peaks was mm-hmm. probably over fifteen years ago. So honestly, you don't really. I I'd say like Firewalk with me has more yeah. context to yeah. what the, is in the third season mm-hmm. than almost the entirety of season one and two. Is season three on your on your plex? Of course it is, All my right. motherfucker. You know what? You know me. Why All would right. you doubt me, motherfucker? There'd be no West Coast without me. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Maybe that's what I'll do. I'm still feeling kind of like not 100 percent after my it's, vasectomy. It so. is. It is the best season of Twin Peaks, and in my opinion, the best thing artistically. Mm. that david lynch has ever done oh yeah it fucking rocks Mm -hmm. there's a specific episode in there that once you watch it you'll be like uh uh oh oh isn't wait isn't isn't michael madsen in it or am i wrong he might be um you know no i'm or my we got my my boy (laughs) (laughs) now it was good from what i saw but then i ended up not finishing it oh yeah well but yeah, cause you I gotta was, finish that nub, baby. So I was thinking, like, oh, maybe I need to also, yeah, rewatch seasons one and two mm-hmm. of Twin Peaks, yeah. and maybe I get get it more. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very out there. Yeah, yeah. 
lots of uh, Dale Cooper floating around in a, in oh, a tank. There's two Dale Coopers. There is, there's three Dale Coopers. That's true. There's a lot of Dale Cooper in that. There is too many Dale Coopers. <laughs> there's, no, there's no. A, there's an evil one. The evil one's so cool. A dumb one, and then yeah. and then he's regular, simple. and then regular flavor. He's simple. He's simple. Yeah, and then the regular <laughs> one who's like caught in purgatory most of the time. Yes, yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, there's there's a lot of Dale Coopers going on there. There's a lot of coop. A lot of coop. We gotta recoup this business. <laughs> uh, the scene. It's February twenty fourth, nineteen eighty nine, in the Hells Washington yeah. town of Twin Peaks. Pete Martell leaves his home where he lives with his wife, Catherine Martell, and her sister in law, Josie Packard, who is played by the absolutely incredible Joan Chen. Mm-hmm. And Pete's played by Jack Nance. Indeed. Regular uh, David Lynch collaborator. Mm-hmm. He was in Eraserhead. Yep. Uh, Dune. He was, and mm-hmm. uh, he was in, uh, he was also a goon. And, goon? Um, and Blue Velvet. Mm-hmm. And my favorite fact about Jack Nance mm-hmm. is he was killed in a donut shop. After what? Being, yeah, he was punched. Someone punched him in the face in a donut shop and he died. No way. Yeah. That's a bad way to die, that brother. That is a bad way to die, yeah. Some Man, guy, he got some... punched in the face in the donut shop and died. Yep. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I gotta say. Yeah. R.I.P. Jack Nance. He was a, he was a real one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was great. Like we mm-hmm. love Eraserhead. We love the Eraserhead baby. Mm-hmm. Hope he hope he's up there in heaven, just chilling with the Eraserhead baby. Mm-hmm. So uh, Pete is going fishing. Mm-hmm. However, he notices an object by the shore, and when he approaches it, he discovers it's a dead body wrapped in plastic. Yeah. He calls the Twin Peaks Sheriff's Department, good call, probably, yeah. in this situation, uh, where he's transferred to uh, by the ditzy receptionist Lucy Moran uh, mm-hmm. to Sheriff S. Harry Truman, played by uh, Michael Ontkeen. Mm-hmm. He informs Truman of his discovery. Uh, and Michael Onkin wasn't in a ton of stuff, oddly. He was in a cop show called Rookies before this for a while. Is he still alive? I think so. I, I think because I noticed cause he he's, wasn't... he's not in uh, Twin Peaks season three. Yeah, I, I I'm thought pretty that was sure like he's still big... alive though. Yeah, he's just he doesn't really act or or do do much, which is really mm. weird because they got like everyone else back for season three of Twin Peaks. Yeah, I I wonder if maybe he's on bad terms with Lynch or what's going on. I don't know. Yeah, what, maybe what yeah, the deal he's is. still alive. Yeah, so um, yeah, that was I, I was just like where, I was like where is Her- where is Sheriff mm-hmm. Truman? Where is he? Yeah. Oh, he was in Slapshot. Yeah, he was. That's true. Mm. So, um. P. Martell informs Truman of his discovery, and the sheriff makes his way to Martell's home, telling Lucy, uh, who is played by Kimmy Robertson, uh, to have Will Hayward and Deputy Annan Brennan, Lucy's on-and-off boyfriend, meet him there. <laughs> I love that dude. Yeah, and and I just got to say, like, uh, Lucy Moran, um, uh, the, the character uh, mm-hmm. played by Kimmy Robertson is like one of the best parts of Twin Peaks. Oh, absolutely. She's she's like airheaded and stupid kind of, but yeah. in a really charming and adorable way and in a very like Lynchian way to where it's like, I don't think she's exactly stupid. She just doesn't care so much. Yeah. I don't know. It, she's great. I really enjoy her. Um yeah. yeah, she she yeah, she's always a she's always a joy like mm-hmm. I think she's just like ditzy and like yeah. She's perfectly cast in that role. Absolutely. It's, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, so after the deputy breaks down crying whilst taking pictures of the scene, Truman and Hayward t- turn over the body, discovering that it's in fact Laura Palmer, a popular high school student. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like a, an iconic scene, I think. Like yeah. when, they, when they turn the body over, like if you look up like Laura Palmer on Google, like you'll get one of two images, either her high school yearbook one, mm-hmm. which you see everywhere, or yeah. the one of her dead after they roll her over for the first time. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, uh, you know, this is, I, I think this is just, like, a beautiful way to start a series. Like, you start it with a mystery, just, like, someone dead. Yes. Everyone knows who she is. Mm-hmm. And so you're left to find out, A, who she is, B, what happened to her, mm-hmm. which are, you know, kind of the two big mysteries. And it illuminates the first one a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it doesn't really get to the, the second one until the second season. Yeah. And also, and I do think they do also do a great job of also just revealing all the different, like, mm-hmm. various, like, um, uh, like going and ons and near to wells that live in this sleepy town of twin peaks like there's a lot going on mm-hmm. like all the all every single resident is a, is a little freak in some way yeah it's it's like <laughs> uh it, it's like a um if like everyone in the simpsons did tarot readings kind of <laughs> like it's yeah. it's all those kind of really very is. like specific kind of weird people all of whom have a kind of mystic side to their character. Yes. Uh, and it, it's kind of hard to explain beyond that, but, like, everyone does have a spirituality and a mysticness to their character mm-hmm. that is, like, deeper rooted uh, in their character than we see in a lot of characters in any other written dramas. Yeah. Uh, and I think I'm going to consider this a drama. It's like yeah. a sci-fi drama in a way. Existential type yeah it's hard to explain exactly yeah. what this show is <laughs> yeah. yeah has anyone ever come up with like a succinct way to describe it and it's it's, like it's, other it's th- very lynchian i can tell yeah, you that it's much. very lynch yeah just a, a lynchian drama mm-hmm. there's a lot of existential <laughs> dread flavors flavors Fla- oh, oh, a bunch of different flavors yes yeah so laura's mother sarah played by an incredible grace zabrinsky um and she's just like at least for the first season and a half like her melting down yeah is incredible like mm-hmm. i feel like um tony collette in hereditary took a lot of notes yes. from her yeah in her like complete mental breakdown I do like how she's uh, almost like yeah. breaking down almost immediately. Like yeah. even before she realizes Laura Palmer's dead, she's like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> she's like, "Why is she with my daughter?" Yeah. Uh, so she calls for her daughter Laura to come down for breakfast. After receiving no answer, she searches the house for her daughter but does not find her. She calls the home of Laura's boyfriend, Bobby Briggs. Uh, she asked Bobby's mother, Betty, if their children were together, but she doesn't know. Betty gives Sarah the phone number to the school's field office to possibly reach Bobby as he was supposed to be at football practice. Sarah calls the field office, reaching the football coach, who tells her that Bobby had not shown up for practice and had been late for several weeks straight. Oh, shit. I, Bo- do, I do like how, like, the the football coach is like some new york guy yeah yeah i mean he's, he's a very classic football coach type of guy yeah but it's also it's like you know washington state and there's, like, a, there's a lot of new yorkers here yeah yeah, yeah. i guess so it's just like, yeah. it's, there is a lot of transplants you know we're mm-hmm. I, we're both we're both transplants we are both transplants and uh but yeah it's just funny he's very very east coast type of coded guy he's right just like, he's like hey bobby ain't been in 
for a long time. He ain't been in here. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I didn't get who uh, plays Bobby, but the guy who plays Bobby is also like super fucking wonderful in the show. Yeah, yeah, um, he, and he appears in the third season as well. He does, he does. Yeah. He's 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 a snotty little punk. Yeah, he is a in the, he's a very in the first punk. season at least. Yeah, yeah, but we we do like Bobby. Like we, Bobby does the right thing in general. He's not. Yeah. You know, his his motives aren't bad. He's just a little snot snot nosed punk who wants to get his dick wet. Yes. Which we we all bend there. Yeah. We all bend there. We <laughs> know. As we it. see, everyone in Twin Peaks is a little bit more complex than they seem. Yeah, but it's also like he does tarot readings too. So yeah. it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. He's like real grunge like, you know, he's definitely part of that uh part of that style wave of like a um, you know, a, uh, a leather jacket around around the waist with like a flannel jacket, mm-hmm. you know, a flannel, you know, shirt, whatever. You know, <laughs> the fucking the Washington look, the Seattle look over here. Yeah, over here. Uh, so Audrey Horn, we go to Audrey Horn, who is maybe my favorite character, at least in the first season of the show. Audrey Horn. Audrey Horn, mm-hmm. uh, played by uh, played absolutely perfectly. By Sherry Lean Fenn, mm-hmm. uh, and she actually returns for the third season oh. uh, in a very interesting and like uh, surreal role. Mm. Yeah, I enjoy. Now it, she's age appropriate for Dale Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> whereas before it was like before you, it was a little Seinfeldian, you know? Yeah, what I mean? a little Seinfeldian. A little Seinfeldian up in here. Yeah, like the the rom- the romance arc between Dale Cooper and Audrey Horn is a. A little sus. It's it's basically mm-hmm. like um, um, Garrick and uh, Zial mm-hmm. <laughs> almost. It's just like it's like, well, I mean, well, the Garrick and Zial ones kind of you know just like almost is a friendship, but well, the the, the de Cooper and uh, Audrey Horn one goes a little too far. A little bit. There ain't, a little bit. It's that age gap. Baby. A little bit of an age gap. A little bit of an age gap. Um. So Audrey Horn leaves for school. From her home at the Great Northern Hotel. Owned That's by, awesome to live in a hotel. I know. And it's owned by her father, <laughs> Benjamin Horn, who's played by Richard Beimer, who plays the Bajoran uh, Lee Nalas in three episodes of DS9. Oh. Yeah. So it's our, that's our first uh, Star Trek connection right there. Okay. Um, so uh, Benjamin Horn discusses the Ghostwood development project with Leland Palmer, Laura's father, who's played by Ray Wise, who guested on TNG's Who Watches the Watchers, and Voyager's Hope and Fear. Mm. So, another Star Trek connection. Damn. Right in the same room right here, buddy. Son of a bitch! Yeah. Um, so they plan to take over the Packard Sawmill land and to have the group of Norwegian businessmen led by Sven Jorgensen and accompanied by a translator to invest in the project. Palmer is then taken aside by hotel concierge Julie for a phone call from his wife, clearly worried about Laura, and he tries to calm her. However, he sees Sheriff Truman enter the hotel to see him. He makes the connection and realizes that his daughter is dead. Sarah wails as she hears this through the phone, and the parents both have... Breakdown. Breakdown. Uh, yeah, but like emotional. <laughs> oh yeah. So not, oh, an emotional. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not like the angel drop or nothing. Uh, see, the version I had, they both put down cardboard and start dancing. That would have been really cool. <laughs> I'm having a breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, I'm gonna put the phone down because I gotta put the cardboard down. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna bust a move. Yeah, like, honestly, that that's a like 
And this acting here is fantastic. Ray Wise kills it as well. He rocks. Like, yeah. you know, I you know, I love Ray Wise. Like he's he's a very weird, weird dude. Because like he was he got also, a presence to him. He got a presence because like he's he's also one of my favorite um um actors in Robocop. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like and if you and if you've ever seen And Robocop is stacked with great actors. Robocop is motherfucking stacked. Mm-hmm. And also one of my favorite special features on Robocop. Yeah. Is the short film or a short documentary film Villains, mm-hmm. where um, it talks about how all the um, Star Trek—I mean, not, uh, all the RoboCop villains—were basically friends and had a fucking crazy ass time just being cra- uh, goblins on the set of RoboCop. <laughs> like, just oh, <laughs> you know, they did weird goblin gang bangs. Right? They did weird goblin gang bangs, and Ray Wise talks about how in, in it he's just like. Yes, I still have my outfit that I wore um, on RoboCop. It's in my closet, wrapped in plastic, just like Laura Palmer. (laughs) 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 And he is just, and he's just being himself. And he is like, he's he's fucking nuts. Like I love, I love him. I love him. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So. (laughs) Heidi shows up late to work at the Double R Diner as Shelley Johnson, played by. Madchen Amick, who was a shapeshifter named Anya on TNG's The Dolphin, oh. uh, and Bobby are leaving together. Their secret relationship being suspected by the diner's owner, Norma Jennings. Norma Jean. Norma Jennings. Um, so Bobby plays music on the jukebox before he leaves. Bobby takes Shelly home, but decides to drop her off from a distance as he notices that her husband, Leo's truck, is parked in the driveway, despite Shelly telling him Leo was out of town. Bobby frantically leaves after letting Shelly out. And let's talk about, let's talk about Leo. Oh, yeah. Leo is maybe like the most pure evil character on this entire show. Yeah. Even in season three, when there is like uh, evil, uh, evil Cooper. Yeah, Evil Dale Cooper is very evil. He's evil, but like yeah. I, I, I don't know. At least he's like, he's like, he's uh, like a, he's like a. He doesn't have a choice whether to be evil or not. Yeah, he was like born in evil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was born into darkness to be yeah. the evil Dale Cooper, and he has to do that. Yeah. This guy's just fucking abusive. This guy chose to be evil. Yeah, he he, <laughs> he, he does like human trafficking. I think that's the difference. Is Evil Dale Cooper didn't do human trafficking. That's right, where we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this So that's just like as we have to choose between 100% Hitler and 99% Hitler and 99% our, and Hitler. That sounds like a, a Roman Mars podcast. <laughs> But that's a big discussion that's happening on Twitter. It's like, you know, we got to choose between 100% Hitler and 99% Hitler in the next uh, presidential election. So mm-hmm. you got to choose wisely. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, it's like, yeah, I guess like evil Dale Cooper would be 99% Hitler and Leo would be 100% Hitler. Yeah, yeah, let's say that. Yeah, and he's also that. got a shitty, stupid ponytail. Fuck I him. hate his ponytail. Oh, his ponytail so grease and greasy. God. Grease and greasy. Gross uh, and greasy. Yeah. And yeah, and it makes sense. Like you know, you can you a lot of there's a lot of a uh, lot of extramarital affairs happening in the town of Twin Peaks. Well, yeah, they all do tarot. And yeah, they all do tarot, mm-hmm. but it also they both make sense in a mm-hmm. way because like you know we have Leo who's a fucking turd. Yeah, then, yeah. Uh, you, you, like imagine, yeah, like depending on Leo for your house and shit. That yeah, sucks. Yeah. And then of course you know Big Ed's also like you know. Oh yeah, Big Ed's in love with. Uh, no, I forget her name. Norma we'll Jennings. There you go. Yeah. Um, so Truman 
takes Leland to Calhoun Memorial Hospital to confirm the identity of the body, his daughter, which he does, and he breaks down in tears. And this is another fantastic performance from mm-hmm. Ray Wise. Yeah. Just fucking letting it all out, going crazy. And he goes, like, fucking nuts for this series. He does. Like, like fucking, he does reach cage levels of nuts. He does. Like, fucking yeah. Lynch lets off the Lynch leash. <laughs> and he fucking goes, like, Blue Velvet style fucking insane. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we love that. And this is... Um, I don't know. Uh, I think this came out a bit before Wild at Heart, so I think before. No, probably. I think I think it came out the same year, but I think um, before this, Blue Velvet was the last thing that Lynch had directed, mm. and so this was his is uh, you know coming back to anything like four years after that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, um, yeah, he had obviously like spent a lot of time on this, spent a lot of thought on this. Mm. And it still makes no fucking sense, baby. <laughs> no, it, it kind of does. Yeah, I don't know. Things things make sense if you want them to. Yeah, it is not. Yeah, because you definitely see like because like Kyle MacLachlan was in Blue Velvet playing mm-hmm. a high school student. Right here, he's clearly much older. Right, much, playing a much more mature character. But you know, kind of, but I do like how Dale Cooper has sort of like a childlike wonder to him mm-hmm. a lot. You know, he goes between you know being like very methodical and, and complex, and then like you know just very embraces his like childlike side of it so yeah i I think honestly like he's he is like very boyish in most of the things that like he's in that lynch directs yeah yeah because yeah he's a he's a boy in in dune yeah yeah he's definitely a boy in dune and then blue velvet he's a boy in this he's like yeah he's got a childlike sense of wonder about him yeah like a little bit of innocence to him even though he deals with some he's he's even though he deals with some pretty he's a special agent of the fbi dealing with like gruesome murders but still has sort of like a uh like a like a like a a bit of wonder about the world around him and excitement does does a cab include dale cooper yes (sighs) that's rough buddy unfortunately yes because i like dale cooper yeah, yeah, he is. A, he is like one of the mo- one of the like you know he's up, but he's almost kind of up there with Mulder. He, I think he is up there with Mulder and Scully. Oh, definitely. Like you know, Easy. like you know, you would you wouldn't think you wouldn't. They're the last ones I shoot. They're, they're the last ones. They're you still shoot. on the like, list. They're like, the bottom. <laughs> like Dale Cooper, you know, Fox Mulder and Dana Scully. You could probably trust them to have your back on something. But. Oh, and I was talking about in Call of Duty, by the way. Oh, in Call of Duty. Gonna yes. shoot him in Call yes, of Duty. Yes, yes, yes yeah. Call of Duty. <laughs> yes. the game that i definitely play yeah. um so, you definitely have all your gaming systems uh yeah it uh at the high school laura's best friend donna hayward goes to her locker and looks at the nearby audrey played by laura flynn boyle indeed uh amused by her smoking james hurley then approaches donna asking if she has seen laura yet and commenting that it was a nice day for a picnic bobby then arrives and is informed that he's wanted in the office and his best friend mike nelson confirms that something has happened mystery yeah his friend's a piece of shit yeah i mean in high school all of your guy friends are pieces of shit yeah honestly yeah yeah if, <laughs> and if you're not a piece of shit if you don't think you're a piece of shit you're probably wrong yeah. in high school most guys are pieces of shit you're a piece of shit yeah maybe i'm a piece of shit <laughs> maybe i'm not but most likely i am most likely i'm a piece of shit oh it happens <laughs> you gotta you gotta roll with the punches you gotta roll with the punch bowl you know what i'm saying 
Got to roll with the tongue punch bowl. Oh, tongue punch bowl. <laughs> oh, t- tongue punch my bowl. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it harder. Tongue punch my fart box. <laughs> <laughs> tongue punch my bowel. Uh, Laura's homeroom teacher takes role, and a state trooper briefly speaks to her. Uh, that an announcement of Laura's death would be made. Donna. I do like how he does it in front of the class. Yeah, it's it's something that maybe they should like pull him to the side or something like that. Yeah, you, like in any normal sort of circumstance, they'd be like, can we talk to you in the hall real mm-hmm. quick? Yeah. Uh, Donna and James then realize what happened, and Donna begins to cry. Also great acting here. Yeah. Uh, Bobby tells deputies Andy and Hawk of his activities the previous night and earlier in the morning, and Truman sits down with them, informing Bobby of Laura Palmer's death. Bobby is fucking shocked. He's shocked. He ain't cool with this. Which uh, is also like if you watch a lot of like um, true crime-ish type stuff, mm-hmm. like Bobby's reaction is is very on par of what an innocent person, how an innocent person would react being accused of murder. Yeah, they always say that because it's like you know a guilty person um, would um, would not ins- like react with like you know anger or anything, mm-hmm. and he actually acts with anger and disbelief being accused of murder. Yeah, and which is very. That's why I want to talk about like mm-hmm. what year do you think David Lynch thinks it is? that this takes place yeah <laughs> i think he thinks this takes place in like 1988 i want to say that but like all the students they're very dressed like they're in the 1950s you think so yeah absolutely like they're we- the girls are wearing long long checkered dresses it is kind of a it is like a town out of time though yeah and, the th- thing. and then and we th- have like a greaser we have the greaser and, element and almost we right? have things too like uh fucking dale cooper's tape recorder that's a thing of only the 90s or oh, like i mean the, I, 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 do, I, do th- I do like think yeah it's supposed to be taking place in modern day yeah but it's just like hit like david lynch's conception of high school students oh, is yeah. very much back in the oh back yeah when exactly he grew no 100 no, percent. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, and he's got a, like a time out of place quality to a lot of his work yeah, as well he does and that like i mean sometimes it's very very intentional like you know, you know the elephant man being mm-hmm. done in like black and white and yeah same with like a racer head and stuff like that yeah. um but it was very clear he didn't do any sort of research into what 1980 late 1980s teenagers are actually dressing and acting like <laughs> but this is what people started dressing like after he made this yeah. is the thing like yeah. like people started this is like the grunge look pre-grunge look pre-grunge yeah yeah and yeah. so like he i think like you know there's a lot to be said for you know popular media and this was huge at the time too it was yeah um so i don't know yeah i i, I can i semi remember like the theme song as a child being played mm-hmm. like my parents were not about it but i do remember it like i also kind of remember like northern exposure being played a lot in the background yeah we didn't really watch that in alaska because it was dumb yeah so you're just like this, this like this this, this like, is trash this is trash that's not how alaskans are yeah <laughs> we're much less respectable than that how dare you yeah um, no one's as handsome as that guy from my big fat creek wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Bobby's stunned by the news of Laura's death, insisting that he loved her and is taken in for questioning. The principal then announces Laura's death to the school and cancels classes for the day. They never let us out for anyone's death in high school. Do yeah. they do that for you at all? 
Um, not really. There was like a couple kids that died when I was high school. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there was one girl who died in a drunk driving accident. Mm-hmm. And we just, uh, yeah, they just announced it. We're like, Ooh. yeah, yeah. There was several suicides in my school. Oof. That happened like pretty often, probably like once or twice a year. Wow. Suicide rate's really high in Alaska. Alaska yeah, sucks. I could see that. Probably not enough sun. No, definitely not. Not not enough of the son of God is what you mean. Not enough. Yeah, not enough son of God. Yeah. Have you heard the good news? I have. He is risen. He is risen. He's risen indeed. That motherfucker just took a blue chew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, rising like a rising like a sourdough loaf, brother. <laughs> Um, oh, that's what that smell is. That's that's my smegma. Thank you very much. So the sheriff's department asked Mrs. Palmer uh, about Laura's activities the previous evening. Sarah confirming that she last saw her daughter around 9 p.m. and that she later had a phone call with her. Hawk searches Laura's room, finding a diary and a camcorder. Andy then informs Sheriff Truman of a call that came in from mill worker Janik Pulaski. Mm. Pulaski? Pulaski, right? There's another Star Trek, not really, <laughs> uh, reporting his daughter Ronette missing. Although Pulaski was in season two, which would have been, what, 1988, 1989? So, mm. so maybe. Maybe. May I bet be. David Lynch watches Star Trek. Oh, yeah. He seems like he does. Wasn't there a t- point where it was thought that he was going to direct like a Star Trek movie, or am I wrong? Mm, I think you might be wrong. Yeah, so. I might be wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Read the book by Charles Barkley. I so, think I may be wrong, but I doubt so, it. So uh, mill worker Janik Pulaski calls, reporting his daughter Ronette missing. At the mill, Josie and Catherine have a fight, as Josie wishes to shut the mill down for the day due to the murder and disappearance. Pete takes Josie's side, shutting down the mill. And Pete, Pete, like, calls the shots, because he actually knows how the mill runs. Yeah. Yeah. What's yeah, it? where his wife is just all about the profit. Yeah, she's all about the business. She's a little, little bit of Ferengi-coated. Yeah, a little Ferengi-coated. A little Ferengi-coated. So, a dazed Ronette is then discovered on a bridge dirty and bruised with tattered clothes and rope around her wrists yeah that's really fucked up but alive but alive alive which is good don't want don't want no more than one teenager dying today yeah we have a limit of one teenager <laughs> per day especially and, in a small uh, we town already, we like, hit that limit there's is, this is enough this is enough excitement to last for the next 50 years like they don't know oh, exactly more, they don't need any more excitement right now maybe that maybe that is like why it is like a it seems so out of place and time mm. is because like legends like this in a small town, especially like, you know, a story like this would live for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years yeah. in the memories of people because, mm-hmm. you know, nothing fucking happens in a small town. So it's like, true. when I try a that in a small town, yeah, try try not having a story in a small town, baby. <laughs> fucking stuff happens, and like when something big happens, like a, a fucking high school student gets murdered that you mm-hmm. go to school with, especially oh, yeah. you gotta talk about it for motherfucking rest of your life. Probably. Exactly. And no one got murdered in my high school, so I won't talk about it. I remember one guy uh, that I uh, I think I was out of high school when this mm-hmm. happened, but he was. Um, uh, driving his like motorcycle mm-hmm. being filmed he was not wearing any pants he was nude from the waist down cool doing a wheelie down the highway and hit a parked car okay. that was on the side of the road that broke down the side of the road uh-huh. and died 
And so that was a, so that was a big thing where everyone had to That's like, honestly <laughs> pretty fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, I know there was a couple of people that died in really ex- spectacular ways. That like, is a that is a fabulous way to die. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember his name. Damn it! Which oh. you think I would, considering the way he died. But yeah, he, right. um, they, everyone did put like stuff on the back of their cars, like remember blah blah for a while. Blah blah. Remember That's blah, blah. Remember blah blah blah. Yeah. And, Another like high school kid died uh, after he. Well, he um, after he, the first year he w- went to like a a, a a college in Pennsylvania, and on, on a football scholarship, and uh, mm. ended up uh, getting drunk, climbing in some church rafters, and fell down and died in the church. Rad. That is pretty rad. <laughs> so enter James, uh, going to his uncle Ed Hurley's gas station. Uh, to give him a note to give Donna, requesting her to meet him at the roadhouse later in the evening. Mm-hmm. Ed's wife, Nadine, played by Wendy Roby, who's a Cardassian on the DS9 episode Destiny. What? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I love both, like, I like, I don't know if you've seen People Under the Stairs. Yeah, yeah, she's in that. Yeah, yeah like both mm-hmm. Big Ed and her. Like they yeah, play, yeah. they play mm-hmm. a married couple that yeah. are just. They're, they're great together. They are awesome. Yeah, and I'm sure, like, yeah, David Lynch watched that film and was like, "I'm going to cast them." Well, did it come before or after? I don't know. I think that I thought People Under the Stairs was '80s, wasn't it? Let's see. Or is it early '90s? It's around that time. God damn it! I'm in advanced search. I don't want to be in advanced search. Yeah, you do. It's. Uh, what you got to take beginner search you don't know how to search you've been searching a long time especially 1991 so it was after yeah after okay so yeah i guess like it was like uh they paired them together dude yeah everett mcgill and wendy roby yeah roby yep everett mcgill is also really good in um uh the quest for fire have you ever seen that i don't think i have That has Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. Everett McGill, and they play cavemen. Yeah, Ron Perlman is a caveman. He so. is a caveman, like, and there's no talking. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm aware of the film. Yeah, and also, um, um, uh, Radon Chong is in it, mm-hmm. and she just spends the entire oh, yeah. movie completely nude. She, oh, she plays great. like a cave woman and doesn't wear clothes. She's just covered in, in, in body paint the entire time. Didn't didn't she have sex with? Is it is it Iggy Pop or like? Mick Jagger when one of them was like almost 30 and she was like 14 or 15 probably I'm not yeah, sure yeah 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 <laughs> uh, Tommy Chong's daughter right yeah. yeah 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 that's the one yeah she's also in um did you notice that she's in the um interview with the vampire series oh I didn't who is she she plays um Louie's mom oh that's her that's her no shit yeah oh she's great yeah she's great yeah. oh that's wonderful i didn't know that that's, yeah. that's wild it's cool yeah. uh yeah i started watching that show so fucking gay it, I do, yeah it's gay insanely gay it's so fucking like they're, I, they're just fucking like crazy yeah you you told me it's, it's pretty gay and i'm like come on and i watch it <laughs> i know I, like, I was like i was like prince expecting gay and i'm, not, I'm not gonna downplay it no, I'm no, not no. Sure it's no it was it, yeah i was like i was almost shocked with how gay it was oh yeah they'd be sucking and fucking like oh crazy. yeah and then like that scene where he's like so i can fuck anybody i want and he's <laughs> like of course <laughs> of course and i'm like so gay <laughs> um yeah pretty good pretty good pretty good so uh nadine tells ed to pick up a set of drapes that she ordered enter fbi special agent dale cooper played by kyle mclaughlin who is the star of the show 
like the center of the show mm-hmm. and the the beating heart of the show. Yep. Like he's he's absolutely motherfucking wonderful. I can't say enough good things about Kyle McLaughlin just in general. Like he's he seems like a really cool guy. Yeah. Um, he plays the mayor in Portlandia. Does he, a really great does. job at that. Yeah, yeah. All, obviously, you know, he's in a ton of David Lynch projects. Yeah, Dune. Dune. You know, he plays the lead on Dune. 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 Yeah. Um, Blue Velvet. And he's in Blue Velvet as well. Showgirls. Is he in Showgirls? He's I in Showgirls. I haven't seen Showgirls. Oh, yeah. Me. Like, uh, uh, whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing and make sure you look up the, uh, the uh, pool sex scene. Mm. And showgirls that, that he's in love with. Spicy. <laughs> Very spicy. Might be a good time for a, you know what? They should vote for showgirls. I haven't watched showgirls in a long time. So we should re, we should review that in the podcast. Maybe. <laughs> um, you, can, you can't say they should recommend. That's that's not fair. Nah, it's that's not, not I, fair. don't don't let me influence you. Don't let me influence you. So he makes his way into town uh, to the hospital to meet Sheriff Truman, informing him that the FBI would be taking over Ronette's case and request his cooperation. Or cooperation, if you will. Cooperation. <laughs> yeah, because it's uh, Cooper. Coop. We call him Coop over here. Yeah, you, you know, we're, we're on first name basis with him. Yeah, and uh, also, um, it should also be said, this is kind of where we introduce the whole thing of Dale Cooper, like, talking into a tape recorder. is kind of the narrator of our show. Yeah, to and Diane. Like, yeah, to Diane, and kind of his... Uh, who we never really see, and we no. don't know if Diane actually exists, really. Yeah, I, I, I always kind of wondered if it's just like Diane is just the way of maybe he feels more comfortable if he feels like he's talking to someone. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's just like, you know, if you're, if he feels like, you know, like, you know, just if there's someone on the other end that's mm-hmm. listening to it, it's like it's easier for him to take notes, mm-hmm. which I think is like a pretty cool way to think about it. No. They go to see Ronette, who is attended by Dr. Louise Shelby and is unresponsive, but utters the words, don't go there. <laughs> don't go there. Don't. Oh, don't go there, girlfriend. Which started the which started the um, the the trend of people saying don't go there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, fucking Lynch setting all these trends over here. You know, he also uh, created lynching. Oh, my God. And uh, George Lynch's lynch mob, that band. Ooh. So that's not. So he has a complicated history. You were saying. Mm. Well, he didn't intend lynching to be for you know oh, okay. racist stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> he in, initially intended for people with bad hair. Mm. So he doesn't like bad hair. Oh yeah, he, he 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 does have a very interesting haircut. He's got a great haircut. I love. He, also, hair. he has a great hairline for being oh, his yeah, age he now. He still has mm-hmm. a great hairline. Well, he does. Yeah. He's got like that. Um, what uh, was uh, Marty? Marty McFly? No, no. What's that? What's that guy's name? Mar- Martin Short. Scorsese. Oh yeah, Martin Scorsese. Yeah, he has a great hairline too. Yeah, he does. Oh. yeah. For his for his age, especially. Good jeans in there. Yeah, he has. I'm sure he has nice pants, jeans. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm sure they're covered in cum. I don't. Yeah, I kind of can't imagine Martin Scorsese wearing jeans for some reason. Mm, no, come cover jeans. <laughs> the Criterion Collection, come cover jeans. His best films, <laughs> and it's under the title "Come Cover Jeans" for some reason. <laughs> Doesn't explain that the use of the name, but you know, it's got to roll with it. <laughs> so uh, Cooper and Sheriff Truman enter the elevator with a one-armed man. 
than encounter eccentric psychiatrist Dr. Lawrence Jacoby. And mm-hmm. I fucking love Dr. Jacoby. Yeah. He's uh, wild. Yeah, he's uh, the father of um, David Cross's wife. Interesting. Yeah, what's... what's uh... I don't know his name. Uh, Jacoby tells them that Laura was his patient and he wished to assist them in examining the body, but this is denied. In addition, he said that Laura's parents did not know that she was his patient. Uh oh, that's not. Yeah, it, like I like how. Oh yeah, Ru- Russ Tamblin, that's his name. Yeah, the actor's name. Yeah, mm-hmm. his, uh, his his daughter's uh, Amber Tamblin. Okay, cool. But yeah, it is. Um, it is it is funny to think about a psychiatrist attending a uh, autopsy. <laughs> like, that is strange, isn't it? Yeah, I do like the sort of like it, you could see Dale. I mean, psychiatrists are still medical doctors, so yeah. they can still do an autopsy. But you see, but you instantly see Cooper like regarding him with a, with an extreme level of distrust. Yeah, he's yeah. Just, he's he's just like, like, let me see that girl naked body. Yeah, yeah. she was like, a secret yeah, patient. You know, know what, what I mean? Your parents don't know, but I was seeing her <laughs> as and, a patient. As a patient. I mean. As a patient. And yeah, and Dale. Cooper is just like, you know, n- you can't attend the, the autopsy, but you may come in handy later in the investigation. Pretty much saying, like, you are now a suspect. <laughs> <laughs> so, in the morgue, after the attendant leaves, uh, Cooper examines Laura Palmer's body, finding a small piece of paper with the letter R underneath her left ring fingernail. What do you think the R word is? Same one as the double R diner, I guess. Oh, yeah, I think it's. <laughs> oh. Reticulated. Yeah. Hmm. I like, like that. Reticulating splines. <laughs> so Donna goes to the gas station where Ed gives her the note left by James. However, Mike, who's Donna's boyfriend, arrives and angrily tells her to go to the sheriff's station to support Bobby. Mm-hmm. Nadine then commands Ed to hang up her new drapes. Hang up the drapes! Back at the station, Cooper examines what was found in Laura's room. Inside her diary, he finds a safe deposit key in a small plastic envelope also containing a white powder, which he expects to be... What do you think it is? It's that blocane. Oh, it's that blocane. It's not ketamine. This is too early. In, too early. This, nope. isn't, this isn't Brooklyn, baby. This is fucking Washington. We haven't, we haven't learned that horse medicines fuck us up. Yeah, yeah, we have. We just <laughs> aren't good at it yet. Yeah. Uh, Sheriff Truman, however, has his doubts due to Laura's character. Yeah. She had an upstanding character. She was a pillar of the community. Yeah, as we learn, mm-hmm. we, no one knows Laura Palmer as much as well as they think. Indeed. Which brings, which also, like... I had one question when I first watched Twin Peaks is like, mm-hmm. how much time does Laura Palmer actually have? Because <laughs> she had a boyfriend, a mm-hmm. secret boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was a, what she had a she had a bunch of friends that she maintained a, mm-hmm. a good relationship with. You know, her fa- parents. Mm-hmm. Then she was also going across the border to Canada and going right. to that one. Was it One Eyed Jacks? Mm-hmm. She, she was like working at One Eyed Jacks. Correct. And so she was doing a lot. She had a pretty full schedule yeah. for a high school student. Mm-hmm. And doesn't... doesn't. Well, she was leaving high school soon. She was She a was leaving high school soon, but it still seems like a lot to maintain during, mm-hmm. and like time-wise. Yeah, it does. Like, I don't know. I feel like I'd be exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> if, I was, if I was crossing the border to One-Eyed Jack's... 
Well, and if you want me to ship you across the border and whore you out, Patrick. <laughs> I mean, you gotta. I, I know a person or two that might be able to help you. So out So I'm gonna that. have a full high school schedule. Uh huh. I'm gonna have a boyfriend. Uh huh. I'm gonna have a secret boyfriend. I can't get any of these things for you. <laughs> I, I can only pimp you out. Okay. Yeah. Well, see, that's that's my point. Is yeah. It's like you can only pimp me out. I can't also have a full high school schedule, a boyfriend, a do secret want, boyfriend. Do you want to go back to high school? <laughs> no, I don't. But I'm just saying. Do that's you want a, to be pimped she out? Is, she is. She is like the queen of time management. I'm yeah, just saying. That's, she's good. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah, she's good at it. She's good at it. Yeah. And then also dealing with her with her weirdo psycho dad who has a demon in him. Yeah. Yeah. Whose dad doesn't? Whose dad doesn't have a demon? I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like both of us could probably say that our dads have psycho demons living with within them. Yeah, honestly, yeah. I mean, I think our dads are probably Grey Wise's age. Yeah. So yeah, that tracks. <laughs> so um also in the diary. It's a statement that Laura was nervous about meeting Jay. Jay. And Silent Bob. (laughs) (laughs) Fifteen bucks, little girl. (laughs) Um, So Andy. Scooch to the nooch, what? No, but it was just the letter J. Uh. That's who she was nervous on meeting. So Andy and a group of other lawmen discover the murder scene, an old train car. Andy requests that Lucy not tell Harry that he cried. (laughs) Cooper then questions Bobby, asking of his activities with her the previous night and a fight they had the previous week. They then watch a tape found in Laura's camcorder of Laura and Donna at a picnic. Mm. Cooper states that Laura had been seeing someone else, though Bobby insists that he does not know the identity of Jay. The magic J-bone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that fucking J sneaking on in there. Mm-hmm. So, Audrey Mischievous, Audrey Horn, we go back to Audrey Horn with her Audrey Horn music, and mm-hmm. pretty much every time she's on screen, it has this, like, slow, jazzy music, mm-hmm. like this dun, dun, <laughs> dun, 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 and it's like... She's getting up to hijinks. She is. She's so mischievous. Mm. She's such a brat. Yeah. Yeah. Because she feels like, you know, she definitely has, like, the ability to just be a brat and be evil, you know, because she, she her dad's like one of the richest people in town, right? You know? Right, it's but she's like she actively in the scene like sabotages him and tells the <laughs> Norwegian businessmen about the murder of Laura Palmer. But I also like how this is also after she just like is fucking with like one of the receptionists mm-hmm. of, of the hotel and just like spills coffee all over her. She's yeah. like, what do you think's going to happen if I pull this pencil out of your styrofoam cup? And she's mm-hmm. like, Audrey, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> just she's, she's so evil and it gets me so horny. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It sucks. So uh, Bobby's let go from questioning, and he goes to Mike as Donna is about to be questioned. They plan to find the biker whose name starts with the letter J. Magic Mm J-Bone. So Donna is then questioned by Cooper, but she insists that a female hiker took the video found on the camcorder. The agent lets her go, and Lucy comes with Harry to tell Cooper that she overheard Bobby and Mike discuss the biker, J. Mm -hmm. However, Dale shows them that he already fi- has figured this out and having found a bike reflected in Laura's eye mm-hmm. in the video. Next, we go to James, 
who's sitting next to his bike at the picnic spot. James. Uh-oh. His name starts with J. Uh-oh. The Norwegians then leave Twin Peaks after being told of Laura's murder. We go back to Cooper and Truman, the dynamic duo, uh, who are going to a train car where they find a bloodied hammer, rag, and half of a heart-shaped necklace. And a note written in blood that reads, Fire, Walk With Me. Mm-hmm. Which is also the name of the Twin Peaks movie, released yep. after season two. Starring David Bowie. Starring David Bowie. Uh, James continues to sit, and he observes the other half of the necklace. Audrey. Back to Audrey. She's sitting with her mother and her older brother, Johnny, as he's hitting his head against a dollhouse, wanting Laura to be there, as she was his tutor. Uh, Cooper and Truman. Oh, yeah, she was also a tutor. Yeah. So let's add that to the Laura Palmer... Yeah. Time time management. Yeah, she's just really good at it. <laughs> Maybe there's two it's it's the fucking it's the the prestige situation. There's two Laura Palmers. Oh, okay. So there yeah, there's two Laura Palmers or yeah, like she's able to just get do all of this stuff at once. Right. So Cooper and Truman go to the bank with Laura's safety deposit box. Inside they find a copy of Flesh World and over ten thousand dollars. In the magazine, they find a photo of Ronette Pulaski confirming a connection with Laura. Mm-hmm. Also inside is a photo of none other than Leo Johnson's truck. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Leo Johnson's getting up to no good. I fucking hate Leo so much. Yeah, fuck that guy. We go to Leo. Ponytail-having motherfucker. Yeah, fucking greasy-ass little bitch. Mm-hmm. Uh, he observes, Leo observes the ashtray at his home and questions Shelly. Why there is more than one brand of cigarettes inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's that type of guy. Uh, he tells her to start smoking only one brand, threatening that he will break her neck if she does not comply. Real nice guy. Real cool dude. Uh, we go to Norma, who calls Ed, wishing to meet him at the roadhouse while Nadine opens up and closes her drapes. Really into her drapes, this one. Yeah. Nadine. She loves it. She does love it. That's why I love how it's revealed she also has super strength. Yeah, <laughs> she does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love I love her so much. She's pretty cool. I mean, you know, she's just like a normal person, but does tarot readings. Gives her super strength. Yeah, yeah. Who has one eye? Yeah, she has an eye patch. We don't know if she only has one eye. Oh yeah. She might just have an eye that doesn't work, or just have a completely normal eye under the eye patch. Oh yeah, and just likes to do that because <laughs> she's into like pirate cosplayers or fetish. Mm-hmm. That's what I choose to believe now. And she's like, "Ah, give me that booty, big head." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next, uh, we go to a town meeting that Cooper is leading, informing them of the FBI's investigation and of Laura's murder, and it is believed to be linked to the murder of Teresa Banks the previous year. And he says that the killer may be a citizen of Twin Peaks. A curfew is put into effect for citizens under 18 years of age. Mm-hmm. Also, yeah, I mean, I mean, he's right. But also it's like he ties it to this other murder that happened on the op- in the opposite direction. Yeah. So, it, 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 like, it could be that it's a, it's a, it's a transient uh, mm-hmm. killer. Um, so, like... To assume to assume uh, that the, the killer lives in Twin Peaks is kind of bold. It is. Yeah. I mean, you don't it, know. It, and also, I feel like he's also sowing a little distrust with everyone, saying like, right, making. Like, but but at the same time, that's how you get people to like call in tips on their neighbors when they're like super paranoid and shit. True. True. It's, also, it's like what the police rely on, unfortunately. Which yeah. 
sometimes results in like you know good outcomes for society but most of the time i don't think does no 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 so next we go to dr hayward uh who's telling his wife eileen about the murder including unreleased information about the necklace and that the lawmen were searching for the other half possibly in the killer's possession donna overhears this and speaks out re uh, request uh, sneaks out requesting her sister harriet to cover for her Bobby and Mike then come looking for Donna. Uh, Dr. Hayward goes to get her, discovering that she is, in fact, gone now. Also, I love that he goes, he sees Bobby mm -hmm. on top of the car drinking a beer. Mm -hmm. He's like, you boys haven't been drinking, have you? Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, he's pretty torn up, but I'm not. You know, Mike's, you know, covering for him. But it's just like, would you let your daughter still go off with these two people? <laughs> I mean, it's not about what I'd do. If He's I had a, if I had a daughter, though, I'd let her be a slut. <laughs> but I was just I'm just saying, like, it's, I'd be like, you can go off with him as long as you do it a three way. You know what I'm saying? But he, he watches he watches the guy who was just on also, but he watches the guy who was just on top of the car drinking. Yeah, be the driver and drive okay. off. Yeah, he's torn up. Yeah, but I'm just like, you know, but he still goes and the, gives a genuine effort Do to go. Do you not get that he's torn up? Boy. He is torn up. Yeah. But he, he goes, but the dad makes a genuine effort to uh -huh. go to see if his daughter wants to go off with two guys who are drinking and driving. Yeah. Just seems. What's like, your problem? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like most dads would be like, get the fuck off my property. <laughs> it's just like, what are you, are you insane? I'm going to let my daughter go off with, two, with you guys. Yeah. Uh, so Dr. Hayward requests that uh, they help search for Donna. Uh, they head up to the roadhouse. Lucy then patches a call from Hayward to Sheriff Truman and Agent Cooper, informing them of Donna's absence while they stake out the roadhouse bar. The roadhouse. Truman puts out an all-points bulletin for Donna. At the roadhouse, a uh, singer performs a song, Falling, as Ed and Norma discuss their plans to leave their respective marriages so they can be together. And we love Ed and Norma on here. They're really yeah. great. They're a great, like, secret couple. Mm -hmm. The love they share is, like, palpable. Mm -hmm. like, it's it's really cool. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Like, but, yeah, they, they're both carrying deep secrets with them, but their intentions are good. Mm-hmm. So Bobby and Mike uh, then arrive as the singer performs The Nightingale. Uh, Joey Paulson and Scotty observe their arrival as Donna finally shows up as well. Cooper then has Truman call in backup and report that Donna has been found. Mm -hmm. Donna goes inside. Mike aggressively goes to her, sparking a bar fight. <laughs> Bobby knocks out Ed, and other patrons get involved as Joey escorts Donna away from the fight. They ride off with Cooper and Truman in pursuit of them. It would be really amazing if like they had gotten um, Patrick Swayze. Uh, for Ro from Roadhouse. <laughs> from Roadhouse. Yeah. It's like, yeah, he's, he's just going playing his cooler character and he just goes and does some karate on, on all the teenagers in Twin Peaks. Yeah, Roadhouse rocks. Roadhouse fucking rocks. And the Roadhouse in Twin Peaks also rocks. It does, yeah. It's a, it, that, it's such a fun, it's an inter very interesting bar. Again, mm -hmm. like this is a very strange sleepy town where there's this like, you know, it's a, it's a sleepy town at a time that also just has like a really interesting nightlife Mm -hmm. filled with very artistic people playing interesting music yeah <laughs> and, and a it, bar it, filled with like 1950s greasers 
the music on Twin Peaks is oddly consistent throughout the three seasons. Mm-hmm. Like uh, in the third season, on basically every episode, they have a performance at the Roadhouse mm-hmm. by like a different like big musical artist. Like they have uh, an episode where Nine Inch Nails, who they call the Nine Inch Nails, play like a f- an eight minute song or some shit like that <laughs> that they wrote specifically for Twin Peaks. Nice. Yeah, I mean hey, Trent, Re- Trent Reznor has been doing that a lot, mm-hmm. just making music for. Um, for movies and TV shows, like I guess he's he did like the um, soundtrack to The Killer that just came out. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. M- me either. Yeah, I hear it's supposed to be really good. Okay, but yeah, Trent Reznor does the music for that. And, oh, nice. Yeah. So, um, Cooper and Truman eventually lose uh, the trail as they hear motorcycle engines in the distance. Joey takes Donna to James, and James tells her about Laura. The previous night that she was is if she were a completely different person as james begins breaking down crying donna tries to calm him and they end up kissing mm, they, they fall and make uh-oh, it out uh-oh. uh-oh they hear sirens then decide to bury james half of the necklace mm-hmm. thinking james might be part of it james starts to take Donna home until they are stopped by Agent Cooper and Sheriff Truman. Mm -hmm. James is taken into custody for questioning while Donna is released to her father, but her presence is requested for more questioning the next morning. Mm -hmm. I do like how her her dad is just like, you're the most perfect daughter I've ever had. But I guess, you know, because she is just did lie to the cops a lot. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's a good daughter. Hell yeah. I love that. (laughs) Thanks, daughter. Thanks, daughter. A-cab. A-cab. Uh, all Coopers are bastards. Uh, <laughs> so Cooper and Truman sit down for donuts, and the sheriff recommends that the FBI man stay at the Great Northern Hotel. The iconic stacked donuts, mm-hmm. which um, is such an interesting way to present donuts. I think it works. It yeah. works for me. Yeah. Uh, so Sheriff Truman goes to see Josie, his lover, we find out. Oh, what? yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Catherine informs Benjamin Horn of the sheriff's arrival, and they plan to meet. Mm. Harry she and, fucking that dude. Oh, she is. She she taking that dick. Mm-hmm. Harry and Josie look out on where Laura's body was found, supposing that the murder must have happened 24 hours prior. <laughs> that is a weird place. Yeah, it's just like, I mean, it did happen there, but it's just like... I'm going to meet with my lover, and we're going to have sex. We have right? a nice view of where this girl was murdered, and <laughs> yeah, I'm working on her case. A nice view of where a 17-year-old was just found dead, wrapped mm-hmm. in plastic. <laughs> it's fantastic. Naked. It's fantastic. Yeah, and they're just full on making out in front of it. I feel like it probably carried a little bit of more little weirdness there. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So as Sarah Palmer rests, she is suddenly frightened by a, a vision of a gloved hand digging up James half <laughs> of Laura's necklace. The end. End of the episode. A Boom. velvet glove cast in iron. Indeed. Um, yeah. What 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 do you think of this episode? What do you think? What do you think of Twin Peaks overall? You haven't watched the third season, which is kind of disappointing. I haven't, I haven't finished the third season. I yeah. watched it about halfway. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not good enough. But yeah. It Twin gets Peaks, better. Twin Peaks as a whole. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really. I think this is a really great first episode of television. Yeah. Because because it does it has it gives you enough about the town where you're just like okay. Everyone has a weird little secret. Everyone's a weird little freak. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on in this town. 
Like it feels like it fe- definitely feels like a fully formed thought that David Lynch had when and he made this. That's why I actually compared it to Seinfeld. Mm. Oh, sorry, not Seinfeld to uh, <laughs> to, Seinfeld. The, to the Simpsons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. is because it, it's a town that actually like feels lived in, and yes. like we kind of know the characters coming into the characters. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things are easy to pick up about them just by like good acting, good mannerisms, mm-hmm. and very good writing of the show. Yeah, there's like some archetypes there, but they're also kind of just like a little bit more, also like hint of complexity that's that we're still not sure about that comes off and comes out in the. Oh, rest. it comes all right. Oh, it comes. We make a cum, baby. Come make a cum real hard. Comes. Spermless load. Spermless load. <laughs> Give me that spermless load. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, it is like you, you could tell like David Lynch really like thought thought this whole town through and the residents of the town, and, mm-hmm. like everyone is just like a very interesting. Like if you if you watch this without any prior, I mean, watch this for the first time, like you mm-hmm. would just be like, okay, what is going on with this thing? <laughs> like, right, and, and and this doesn't even really touch on the metaphysical aspects of Twin Peaks that comes out later. Oh no, this is this is maybe like one of the most straightforward mm-hmm. episodes with the least amount of questions it raises like yeah. it, <laughs> it, it, and it's like the first episode and it raises so many questions but like yeah. everything from here on out like it's weirder and more surreal. Yes. And kind of darker. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, and like every question that is answered brings up at least two more questions. Yeah, I would. Um, it would be interesting to someone who hadn't seen Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. Let them like watch the first episode and yeah. then watch the last episode. Of, oh, like, that would break season. their mind that in would half. Just They'd be break. like, "I don't <laughs> they, get they, like did how it? did this? How did this happen? Where did where? What's going on? Yeah, it just mm-hmm. it's a it's an entire journey, and it is. and and it doesn't really feel like it. It just like drops you. Um, in the deep end, like mm-hmm. it's 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 a slow burn. It is, and it lets you the first get to seasons. know yeah. the characters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, by as the, the mystery unfolds. Yeah, and so by the time it really gets to like you know um, the, the 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 Black Lodge and everything else, you're yeah. like, no, this this tracks. Yeah, <laughs> you're like you're like I I'm can, on board. I with can this. accept that. Yeah, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, sure, okay. There's a dude that talks backwards, and uh, there's a yeah backwards talking, <laughs> backwards walking midget, yeah. and like a giant dude who just hangs out. Mm-hmm. A lady that ha- talks to her log, you know, and, mm-hmm. and yeah. Okay. Oh, and there's also a demon, and yeah, yeah, this all makes sense. It all makes sense. It all comes together, baby. It all comes together. It all makes sense. I love it. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to maybe like I, I should probably rewatch. Yeah, start from the beginning, go do all three, all three seasons. Because yeah, you should. It is great. To, I mean, I yeah. I mean, it's definitely been way over, probably definitely over 15 years for me. Mm-hmm. It's like since I seen it, so it'd be nice to go back and watch it all again you should do that baby yeah well i got some time my ball still hurt so yeah. i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be going to the gym or anything this weekend hell yeah twin peaks it up baby twin peaks it yeah, up. yeah you especially you don't you don't want to do like squats for at least like three weeks buddy. <sighs> unfortunately and that sucks because i love squats i love leg day yeah but yeah i don't i don't want i don't want my ball i don't want to want yeah, to shit out my balls yeah your balls will break in half brother yeah just they would just your, your vast difference are going to come out of your balls like spaghetti <laughs> it's like it's going to be like you're you got like two pits of wet spaghetti dangling down buddy <laughs> it, would, it would be yeah it would be like uh the little tendrils that come out of the thing oh yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> 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 
yeah, just like they'd just be twirling and spitting fluids and no. i'd just be like oh my fucking balls <laughs> yeah so yeah so yeah it'd be good to to catch up with old twin peaks and like also twin peaks is like uh, you know back in the old days of television where we had like what 20 episodes per season or some shit yeah i want to say that's about right yeah so it's a nice to revisit you know everything now just has 10 episodes that's yeah i think the, the third season is like 10 or 12 episodes yeah 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 they're other ones. But first two seasons, I think, pretty much have like twenty odd episodes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of ground to cover with the with the town of Twin Peaks. Yeah, it's it's a weird town, and like the the pace of it too is so like Lynchian, and it's like it it doesn't drag really at any time no. because it's like always revealing something new. Mm-hmm. But it is slow in a way. It mm-hmm. has this slowness to the pace of it that is like very mm-hmm. haunting. Mm-hmm. Um. And, and just like kind of works and it's very Lynchian in the way it tells a story. Yeah. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. I mean, also there's like good comedic moments. Oh uh, yeah. Very great comedic <laughs> moments. It's, it's a very funny show. Especially like in the third season when we get introduced to Andy and Lucy's son. Oh yeah, very, very, very good. <laughs> you know, Michael played as played by Michael Sarah. Yeah, Michael Sarah is pretty fucking. <laughs> he's actually he was surprisingly good in there. I was like, yeah. honestly, like everyone in that season that I was like, what? Like yeah. I was like, by the end of their performance, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. Like Michael Sarah, I was like, what? Yeah. And by the end of his performance, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, okay. And then, yeah. like, James Belushi shows up, and I'm like, no. no. And then I was like, Get at, here. at the end of it, I was like, okay, James Belushi. <laughs> that was yeah, pretty good. I feel I do feel like James Belushi has gotten a lot of flack. Just, yeah, just, just being, because he's the younger brother of a, yeah. a legend who died too young. Yeah. And he's seen as kind of a rip-off version of him. But he, he rocks. He, he's a really cool dude. Like, I think I follow him on, like, Twitter. And oh, he loves weed. He loves weed. That's all he likes doing is growing weed. And we love we love to see I it. Love, I, I love that kind of arc for, like, celebrities where they just become, like, an innocuous dude who grows tons of weed. I think, I think <laughs> he's responsible for maybe one of my favorite tweets of all time. Oh, really? Yeah. Which the, one's that? The tweet uh, was from at Jim Belushi, and it just said, Bim Jalushi. <laughs> what was it? Bim Jalushi. Bim Jalushi. Bim Jalushi. <laughs> <I love that. laughs> See, that's great. Yeah, that's classic you know, shit. He, you know, he's he's definitely. I think he is a good, a celebrity. You can have no real like um, restraint, just like liking, because you know he's not going to do anything that's fucked up or weird. You hope. You hope. You, hope. you I mean, you're still. You, you don't ever know, but like he was in know, a lot of comedies in the '80s, and basically everyone from comedy in the '80s has proven to be terrible. Yeah, I still feel he's a pretty solid dude. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he's not gonna be, and he's not on the Epstein flight logs or anything or, that we know of. That we know, but we got. He's we, on the secret flight logs. He's, the, he's on the secret fly logs, but no, I, I think he's, I think he's a good, I think he's a good guy. All right, well, Get that sense from him. Okay, we'll we'll take your word for it. Yeah. Oh, but watch tomorrow. Watch tomorrow. <laughs> He'll do something fucking weird. Yeah, like literally b- to, before I, we release this episode. Yeah. You're going to have to eat your words. Jim Belushi's yeah. going to come out yeah, just like Jim Belushi <laughs> goes to elementary school, pulls out his penis, <laughs> shoots shoots everyone with ropes. <laughs> with ropes, yeah. Fat ropes. And then and then this and then you're going to release this podcast the day after that. Yeah. And it looks like I'm just saying like Jim Belushi fucking rocks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to edit it to make to make you just just like uh, Jim Belushi, fucking rocks. I like that guy. He's a good guy. He, uh, I liked it when he shot ropes on <laughs> children. <laughs> the best. The best. 
Um, and then yeah, and then I'm I'm going to be canceled. So thank you for that. Don't let me down, Jim. I got money running on you. <laughs> <laughs> You're my pony. You're my pony. Got you. Got you. Got you. Hit finishing first. <laughs> Don't let me down. Well, is that a good place for us to leave it? Yeah, I think so. I think it's time for us to go get a slice of pie and a damn Ooh. good cup of coffee. Yeah, the Double R Diner has vegan cherry pie. Yeah, it's not yeah. good. <laughs> it's not good. They give you the tiniest slice. What, what if? It, uh, how about the Double R Word Diner? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I felt paying like five dollars for the tiniest slice of vegan <laughs> cherry pie I've ever gotten in my life. <laughs> like it's a sample. It's like a Costco sample. That was that was it was. <laughs> I was just like, really? This is the this 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 is the slice of pie you give me. Uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. I could buy like an entire vegan cherry pie for the price I paid for this pie. Vegan <laughs> cherry pie. No Taste dairy so or butter. <laughs> Tastes so bad I'm gonna fucking cry <laughs> vegan cherry pie i hope you'd cry over <laughs> vegan cherry pie be, i would i like that'd, my... be, that'd be great if you just started crying in the diner and they're like what's wrong hon i fucking hate the cherry pie it's <laughs> the worst fucking cherry pie i've ever had in my life it makes me want to kill myself <laughs> yeah. in fact i'm gonna do that right now I'm gonna you got ju- a I'm butter gonna, knife i can use i'm gonna jump off the snoqualmie falls right fucking now <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're gonna take a Snoqualmie fall. <laughs> but, you know, mm. I'm I'm Snoqualmie, Snoqualmie falling. Good one. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's a great place for us to leave it. Thanks for hanging with us, Soyagers. Be well, travel safe, and go watch Twin Peaks if you've never watched it. It is a fantastic show. Yeah. It'll make you weirder. It will make you weirder. It'll break your brain. Mm-hmm. It'll break your dick too. See, your, see, you'll see, you'll see things in different ways. You'll see colors that don't exist. Mm-hmm. I hope that's why I did. Yeah. If you're <laughs> colorblind, it'll make you not colorblind. That's a guarantee. Oh, not me. No. <laughs> you have insurance. That's so. true. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> well, thanks for trucking with the soy boys, girls, and ugly beans. And long and shocker.